This is Survival Magic Radio, a show about magic and astrology, the language of technology, and nuance as poetry for cosmic and wild beings across the world. I'm your host, Zoe Mizuna. I am a DJ, astrologer, and yoga teacher. And if you're listening to this, welcome to the show. You are officially a super-powered survival magic seed listener. Now, in this show, I'm bringing together 12 years of astrology, facilitation, and advocacy work to help explore deep questions coming up in our post-pandemic world. Even in the thrashing endgame of industrial civilization, my perspective on things is that once you set your unique magic in motion, there's almost nothing you can't do. So, if you're tired of the same fear-bloated narrative, perpetual ruminating, and lack of nuance and lack of action, then I hope you will join me in a cosmic conversation about the nature of the times through a survival lens as we emerge into warmer days and brighter skies this equinox season. Full Moon in Libra, Balancing Love, Fear, and Intuition Even as spring is upon us, it's been a hard time to be a human animal. Our animal beings rising from the primordial ooze of Pisces age dogma of deities and into the Aquarius age, where computing in the cloud brings new challenges of content overload and technosphere fatigue. A year later still, have we adapted to this new way of life? Are we still looking forward to when things go back to normal. Surviving this wave has been one of the hardest times in modern memory for many of us. It's real. I'm sure you've seen and felt the eyes of fear, heavy and thick in the air of the grocery store. Maybe life was better before. We danced, we sang, we held each other close. But were we also illusioned? Was humanity always on the brink? And was it just a roll of the dice? This full moon gives us a space to pause and reflect what we have accumulated in the space of post-pandemic realities, to reflect on our values and valuables, love as gifts, beauty, art, music, and song, and the joyful emergence of spring. The stars spoke, and they said, the planet is a finite space. About 10 years ago, at a music festival in the U.S., I sat in the grass, gazing up at the reflection of the LED lights, spiraling and swirling around, up the trees and into the forest, the deep bass pulsing through my veins, along with a few other things, I'm sure. From there, I gazed up from the spectacle of this electronic experiment, and there was the stars, just chilling as they usually do. Our galaxy, the cosmos, the universe, staring back at me from my little squat on the lawn. At that moment, the wind moved across my skin, and from beyond the music and the menagerie, I could hear the earth. The earth as part of a whole, and I part of this earth and these cosmos. From this moment of spaced-out woe, my focus floated back to the festival. But something had changed. Something had spoken to me that night from this ethereal space. The voice that said, One day, girl, this is all going to be over. 
the music will stop, the world will be silent. I didn't exactly know when this cosmic unplugging would happen or that it would involve so much death. But there was a big cable somewhere that would one day just get unplugged and the whole thing would just beep, boop, boop, powering off. Pandemic living, a global survival response. You may have remembered the sound of it all. The wind howling through the empty streets of cities, the sky, the water becoming clear, the tiny buds swelling from the branches. The new silent spring upon us in 2020. Survival magic. How to integrate new information in a volatile environment, aka doing psychic backflips through a ring of fire, was the new norm. Some bared our teeth in the face of annihilation, while others hid, holding very still, quietly, waiting for the bloodbath to end. Panic, rage, and helplessness, humanity on the brink, humanity launched into a survival state. And it is perhaps in these survival states that we look to magic, prayer, and spirituality to help guide our understanding of these otherwise chaotic and random times. The Resurgence of Astrology and Magic in the Aquarius Age. Now, one could paint an elaborate picture of what it means to be a witch or to use magic, but broom riding and cauldron of steamed bat stew aside, magic at the most fundamental level is the blending of causes and conditions and forces to achieve a particular state or process. Many scholars have written about magic and what exactly one means when they use the word. Laura Tempest-Sakroff, in Weaving the Liminal, the modern tradition of witchcraft, describes magic as a force or action that is the essence of change combined with the spirit of influence. She continues, It is like both the space between neurons and the message that is relayed through it, the practice of thought, focus, and the will to create a desired change. Following the phases of the moon, the cycles of the season, and the progression of the celestial bodies in the sky can help us derive meaning from an otherwise random and chaotic reality. Magic is not about being at the mercy of the situation, but like a fine mixing of forces to guide a feeling or a particular experience. In essence, and among other things, the Aquarius age has signaled the exponential growth and material impact of human and nature coupled systems on a global scale. Ecosystems collapsing, depression and suicide rising, domestic violence and state repression. Perhaps the pandemic was the bat signal for our collective to figure out this stuff so that we and the planet could survive. The age of the expert is over. The age of blind faith, dogma, and eternal sin characteristic of the false leaders and prophets of the Pisces age is falling away. The snake shedding her skin, the crocus breaking through the rotting detritus of a year some wish we could have forgotten. But there's no forgetting our story, as we write it in real time. And people have been looking to the sky for a long time for answers. As early as 25,000 BC, cave markings tracked the phases of the moon and could be found at the site of ancient Mesopotamia, 
or in modern-day Iraq. But what happens between 25,000 BC and 3000 BC is maybe less important to understand as to how astrology affects our lives today. From 3000 to 2000 BC, clay tablets with astrological information signaled the presence of understanding the world through omens. In these Babylonian times, the clay tablets might read, Moths in a person's house, that person will be important. And if Venus comes close to Scorpio, winds which are not good will blow. These are if-then statements. Now, if you believe cuneiform was one of the original written languages, then perhaps astrology is as old as the written word itself. Or in modern speak, one of the earliest forms of code. They are early forms of humans trying to make sense of the situation and survive the seasonal and annual changes of the environment using written word. But these ancient stories of how gods and divine forces created reality were only the beginning of the development of this language. As we transition to a Hellenistic astrology circa 500 BC, we begin to see the idea of the nativity omen, which means you were born, then your life meant something, which continues ideologically for the next thousand years in the world of astrology. Fast forward another 2,000 years, and complex astrological rules created through the cultures of the times begin to emerge. From the Greeks, Romans, Arabic influence, and translations from Latin and eventually into English, astrology evolved and began to take on a very heteronormative tone rooted in the psychology of the individual. Thanks, Carl. Now, the resurgence of astrology at the outset of the pandemic in some ways helped the resurgence of astrology into the mainstream narrative after shifting into the backdrop for some time. Perhaps due to its lack of relevance and nuance in our lives. Our survival magic in this way is fluid, dynamic, re-envisioned and rewritten based on what is more needed and relevant in the situation. At this moment in history, it seems revisiting this understanding of how cosmic causes and conditions intersect in our lives in practical ways. And more importantly, it is caused to understand how we can use our strengths to navigate these unknown waters of changing times and to learn to be the bearers of these deep waters of the human psyche. Airy season and the wow factor of creating your own story. So, since getting this microphone, apart from being totally like, Mariah, you on fire, the process of hearing my own brain and experience and transmission to the brain and experience of another has been totally wild. To offset this wild ram energy, I recommend opening up a space to be a little weird, to play, to explore, to listen and repeat. The chirp of the bird the low hum of the train's faint frequency, the church bells ringing in the distance, the warm sun and the cool wind on your face. This is spring. These are the sounds of the spirits of the land. Be it angels or the sound of industrial calamity killing the planet, maybe you'll find them momentarily pleasing. The magic of the moment as though to say, yes, please, take rest. 
I hope you enjoyed the first episode of Survival Magic Radio. If you enjoyed the show, head over to BeanPod and follow the channel for future episodes. And if you'd like to support the creation of future episodes, you can join my Patreon community at patreon.com slash survivalmagicradio. Until next time, lovelies, this is Zoe Mizuna signing off.